Big Sisters of BC Lower Mainland presents Ignite Her Podcast, a podcast connecting you to a community of empowered women. Big Sisters of BC Lower Mainland is a nonprofit focused on providing meaningful mentorship for youth. Thanks for listening into our first episode of the Ignite Her podcast. I'm so excited to be doing this new project alongside my co-hosts, Angie and Vanessa. All of us are working for the Big Sisters of BC Lower Mainland Agency, and we wanted to bring something new to our agency and to the mentoring space. So I think before we kind of get into what we're trying to do here, we should talk about our agency that we work for and Vanessa always explains it really well. So Vanessa, why don't you tell us about the Big Sisters Agency? Absolutely. So we are Big Sisters of BC Lower Mainland. We are all about mentoring programs for children and youth who live across the Lower Mainland. And outside of us, there are also a lot of other Big Brothers, Big Sisters agencies. So just like there are three hosts for this podcast, we also have three programs. We have the Big Sisters program, the Study Buddy Program, and the Go Girls Program. So I have a question for the three of us to answer. I would love to know what brought each of us to this mentoring space. So how and what happened in our lives to bring us to where we are now working for Big Sisters? Angie, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So I'm Angie. I've been working for Big Sisters for quite some time now. I, if we're just getting straight into it, you guys are going to learn a lot about me on this podcast, I think. I'm someone who came from a family that wasn't super supportive. There was a lot of chaos and addiction and stuff like that. So I relied super heavily on people outside of my family unit for self-esteem and for safety and which was really important in those teen years when I was finding out who I was. So as an adult, looking back, I can really see how those people like changed the course of my life, like significantly. So that experience made me always want to like work with kids who were needing support, which is like really all kids, even if you're coming from like a great family, added support is not a bad thing. So then after I got my education, I worked a lot with youth who were struggling with drug abuse for a long time. And then I kind of thought, all right, I did that. And now I want to do something that's a little bit more preventative. And so I felt like mentorship and empowerment is like a huge part of that. And so that's sort of what brought me to Big Sisters and got me um, inspired to be part of mentorship. I love that. Hey, guys, it's Vanita here. I have been working for Big Sisters, I guess it's been, I'd say a year and a half now. And I was actually thinking about this yesterday, like what brought me to this space and the most like significant memory and like the starting point was um, I uh, when I was six years old I started going to the boys and girls club so shout out to the boys and girls club they were a really amazing um, memory in my life so back then I was six years old and I would still say that my parents were I would still consider them as you know newer immigrants we, my parents moved here before I was born. So it was still like, I feel like six years is still time where you're adjusting and getting to know things. So they were, you know, busy doing the immigrant hustle. And um, I was also an only child. So growing up, I was very quiet and I kept to myself a lot. And we, we moved around a lot. So the school that I ended up going to when I was six years old, so in grade one was across the street from a boys and girls club center. So then my parents signed me up for this these programs at Boys and Girls Club. So then I started going a few times and then it ended up 
happening that I would go every single day and I would even spend my breaks there. And it was really interesting. Something that looking back that I realize now is that at that time, that's kind of when my personality started to form. I like started to have preferences and activities and I started to make friends with other people. And also another thing that I realized too, is I started to have healthy relationships with other adults and I can only speak to my own experience, but I do believe that especially in um, ethnic cultures, having relationships with other adults is really hard because there is that set boundary based on authority. So that was really cool that I was able to make friends like that and also have like really great memories. So then that was a really good starting point. And I think because I had that really great first experience in terms of mentorship and like community services, then I started to look for that in every school that I would move to after that. I would always ask to do these programs and continue on. So I think that really shaped how I wanted to um, do my career because I saw so many positives in my own life that when I was doing my undergrad and I was learning about, I, I did my major in sociology, I was learning about family systems and stuff. And it was still the youth and child dynamics that really, drew my eyes to like what I was learning. And that's kind of what I wanted to pursue my career in. So then funny story. So I would say it was sometime in 2019, I actually had to go to Boys and Girls Club for a meeting for something program related. And then when I went there and I knocked on the door, the person that greeted me was one of my youth leaders at the time. And I was talking to him and I didn't want to say anything to him because I was like, this was pretty much 20 years ago. He wouldn't even know who I was. But then in conversation, he remembered exactly who I was. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, there was something so cool and validating about that. And yeah, it was a really great moment to have. Actually, it was so weird. When he remembered who I was and he remembered like a memory from back then, I actually started like tearing up a bit. I was like, you don't know how much those experiences meant to me and how it like still stuck with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's kind of what brought me here. It was it was that program and it was that year and I will never forget it. That's the cool thing about mentorship too, is that I think we, we think about it from like the adults are having such a big impact on the kids, but the kids have such a huge impact on the adults too. And the fact that he remembered that about you and that memory showed that you were like a significant part of his life and his memories too, which is cool. Yeah, totally. Even like the youth that we work with now and any other agencies that I've worked with, I think I've taken something from all of those experiences too. I I totally agree with that. And uh, what about you, Vanessa? Yeah. And, you know, along the same lines too, I actually have a box filled with like notes or art or what have you from all the kids and youth that I've worked with, um, you know, over the years, because I, you know, I remember them all and whether or not they, they remember me. And um, the other way around too, when I was growing up, I remember anytime there was an adult, like a teacher or like a volunteer supervisor or something like that, you know, whenever they reached out to me and said something um, really meaningful or, or showed that they cared or that they saw something in me, I like, I remember that moment. Um, and that's really helped my own, you know, growth and, and development. So in terms of, of, you know, this mentoring space and how I got here, when I was growing up and, you know, still even to this day, I was very, very shy and had incredibly low self-esteem um, but I was, you know, I would say a pretty typical kid. Um, I was raised by my single mom who was amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, and I remember, you know, 
what really drove me to this space was I got into high school and over time I just had a just a harder and harder time dealing with life and everything. You know, I started to question what's the point of everything? You know, what what am I here to do? Like I would get really good grades and then I got to the point where I was wondering like what like why? Why am I doing this? You know, like why am I here? What is my purpose? So you know, I got to the point where I was skipping class. I was not doing so well in school and um, just, you know, having a really tough time and, and started to pull away from my friends. So really um, struggling with anxiety and some depression. And I remember one moment really clearly for me where I was skipping class and just like thinking about life. And I had this moment where I thought, you know, what if there are other kids or youth out there that are going through the exact same thing as me and maybe even worse, right? So I had this moment outside of myself where I thought about what others are going through and I just, you know, it really hit my heart. Um, And that was the impetus for me to go on this whole like life path where I really want to spend time with kids and youth and, you know, work on their self-esteem and confidence you know, at the time, and when I was in grade 12, I would say, like, I want to be an emo counselor, you know, I want to go and help them out and make sure they're okay, and, and that they can get through life, and they have the tools and the knowledge and the skills to, um, to do the things that they want to do, you know, to have their dreams and, and to go after them. So that was a huge moment for me. And not that everything was amazing afterwards, I still struggled, but that was really um, a pivotal point that changed everything for me and really put myself on this projection, um, working with kids and youth um, in various roles and and now with with big sisters in the Go Girls program. You know, I think it's so amazing to work with all these girls and these youth and and help them um, find that confidence and self-esteem to uh, pursue their dreams. So that's where I'm at now. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I I like all of our different stories that brought us together. <laughs> I was going to say there's such crossover because I was totally a kid that went to Boys and Girls Club as well. Oh my gosh, yay. <laughs> um, also, I was definitely the kid that skipped class all the time. But yeah, I think it goes to show like we had, all of us had three different experiences, but you can see the very common themes mm-hmm. that we all kind of experience. Like what is our purpose and just like confidence and all that kind of stuff. And it really goes to show that you do need all these different um, like mentorship and community services and just having those social supports really makes that big of a difference. And I really think that our experiences also played as a big strength for us in our careers because we can understand those experiences that youth might be going through today. Definitely, for sure. So what is this podcast going to be, though? It's not just all about us as much as I could definitely yeah. just talk about <laughs> myself the entire time. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do with this space? I don't know about you guys, but I'm super excited to start this podcast because, I mean, I've worked for a lot of community agencies and yeah, we do do the groundwork and like the outreach and everything. But I think that this podcast kind of adds that other layer of mentorship and a new level of reach where we can still give those great pieces of learning and resources and just like storytelling. And yeah, I think there's just going to be really great stuff that's going to come out of it. What about you? What do you guys think? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, this is a great way to build community and and find new people to interact with and and engage with, you know. So finding out a lot of amazing, inspiring women in our community that can really add value to our, our listeners, you know, and and our current community. So really bringing um, a bunch of women together who are empowered uh, and can do amazing things together. Yeah, I really want to amplify people's voices and their stories and everything because you can look on a website or a social media and read a quick bio about them. But I really want to hear about like how they got to where they were and who inspired them and who their mentors were and what mentorship means to them. And mm-hmm. just so that we can create a community where people can pop in and listen and identify with the stories that these people are sharing with us and hopefully feel inspired to give that back in their community or to apply what they learn to themselves to create some change. I even like doing podcasting and connecting with other people. um, Someone said this really great thing that really stuck with me. And it said that everyone has a story to tell. Everyone has something to share and they just need the space to do it. So Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think with this podcast, we're going to be learning a lot of great things about like amazing women that we have connected with. And they're going to have a lot of relatable stories and a lot of great takeaways so yeah I'm really excited about that and even like us talking about this okay I'm just curious about you guys let's just say sky is the limit and you you could have anyone who would be your dream empowered um guest to have on this podcast I already know because I've said it to you guys a hundred (laughs) times, but I would love to talk to Meghan Markle. I know she gets so much hate out there. She's, she really gets given such a hard time, but I think that my perspective on her is that she's really empowered. She's coming from like a really good place. She's always championed women and Mm -hmm. girls and always talks about giving people voices. And she does that. She does a really good job of it through what her and Harry are doing with their social media right now. They don't actually have their own social media. They are just using other smaller not-for-profit social media to amplify Mm. them, which I think is so cool. Um, Anyway, I would love to have a quick chat with her about this stuff. Anyone who's listening, you have to help us here because (laughs) this would be Angie's dream. Like boost this, send it to Meghan Markle. I don't even know how you reach her, but we got to make it happen. We have to make it over. Thank you. (laughs) what about you Vanessa oh my gosh there's so many people and you know what I think my answer is that I would love to speak to youth right so I want to team on this podcast you know who's really got something going on you know a good idea they're working they're doing something at their school or in their community and really making a difference I want to hear from their perspective and bring that uh, you know youthful energy into into this podcast Totally. I agree. Like youth are doing some really cool things right now. And I like you going through social media and just hearing about things in the community. Like you're hearing all these like great organizations and like, I don't know, you you see it on the media today too. Like about like climate change, uh, protesting about like social justice, everything's going on. And I was like, wow, this is so impressive. I was too scared to speak up when I was a youth. And just to see all of these youth doing really cool things and just caring about the world and really putting their hard work out there, to me, is so impressive. Yeah. Is that because of social media, do you think? I mean, I didn't have social media really when I was growing up. I'm older than you guys. But (laughs) I don't think there were a few kids that were like, 
globally aware, but on as a whole, not like kids are today. And I'm wondering if that's just because things are worse or <laughs> if there's another reason. Yeah, you make a point. I can totally see that it's social media that gives them that outlet. And I think it's also that social media gives them access to see what's going on. I think truthfully, I didn't know a lot about what was going on because I just didn't have it at my fingertips. And maybe if I did, maybe there would be more inclination to do something. I don't know. But I think you're right. Social media is a big factor. Youth are mobilized, man. It's that. Is it Gen Z or is it the lower than that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. I think we have to, <laughs> we're going to have to uh, brush up on our youth uh, lingo and uh, understanding the terminology of them. I have no idea, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Gen Z. So I would say for myself, if I had to pick a guess, like I would, I don't know. I don't know what I would do to have her on here, but um, so uh, do you guys know who Sophia Bush is? Yes. One Tree Hill. Yeah. Okay. Oh all yeah. The, all the One Tree Hill fans. So Brooke Davis, right? I watched her throughout throughout my teenage years and I thought she was amazing and everything, but I think I kind of reduced her to the Brooke Davis role. Like I think she had a lot of, like she was very outspoken in on the show and everything, but kind of still limited her to that. So then I think recently, like maybe a year or so, I was like looking for new podcasts to listen to. And then I saw that she had a podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, Brooke Davis, like I need to listen to this. And I listened to so many episodes and it's just so much like social justice so inspiring and I didn't know she went to school for journalism like she did acting but she went to school for journalism and she just covers so much amazing things and what I really admire about her is that she's very soft-spoken so just like myself so when I listened to her on another podcast I think it was Ashley Grimm's podcast she was very soft-spoken like it was very quiet and I was like I can't even like what is she gonna even present here like she's so soft-spoken and then all of a sudden just like roaring with such inspiring content and I really instilled in me because that's something that I've always had trouble with it wasn't like just because you are soft-spoken and quiet doesn't mean that you don't have like really cool things to share and say there was a lot of impact in what she was saying and yeah I listened to her work every day and it just like inspires me to do better and be better and like look up stuff that's going on in the world, see how I can be a part of it and help. And yeah, no, she's really cool. I would suggest anyone to take a look at her work. That sounds yeah. amazing. That's kind of what I hope for this podcast too, is that people can tune in and just feel inspired mm-hmm. by the stories. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And I had no idea she was doing stuff like that. So I'm definitely going to add that to my to-do list and look into that. Yeah. She goes hard for social issues. It's really inspiring. Further, like going off what you said, how you just like reduced her the, to this like actress. Have you guys seen the This Is Paris documentary or heard about it? Yeah, it's about Paris Hilton. Oh, man. Oh, This Is Paris. Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. Yes, so I, I was in the same thing. Like I watched her show ages ago and I was like, oh, this is just going to be funny because it's going to be about how like rich she is and how she was given such a hard time and oh, mm-hmm. privilege. But when I was actually watching, I was like, oh, wow, she has been dealing with some heavy, heavy stuff. And she is now championing this organization to try and um, deal with these kids who are basically put through these horrible, horrible schools in the States where they're basically just like horribly abused for years. And she went through that. And part of the reason that she is who she is today is because that happened to her. And it's so interesting to watch and see the other side of her. I like watching these documentaries because um, when we were watching these shows, like The Simple Life, for example, 
technically they were like youth aged young adult Mm -hmm. so looking at it now from an adult's lens versus like when we were younger you can kind of see you can understand it in that way especially the work that we've done too so I yeah when I saw that I was like wow this makes a lot of sense and on top of that I googled the school and it's still open like what no way yeah Mm -hmm. it's still open (laughs) I can't believe it yeah that's awful but yeah Vanessa you should definitely watch it it's very very it's eye-opening if you haven't had an opinion about Paris Hilton you will when you finish watching it (laughs) Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm ready to have my mind blown. And and that's mm-hmm. such a thing, right? Like we always form these ideas and opinions about people because of like a certain presentation or a moment in their life or, or what have you. So, you know, if I can ask a question back to the both of you, I would love to hear like what you think people, you know, at first glance or what have you, or first interaction, what you think people think of you and like then how you really are on the inside, you know, and this is actually an activity we do in Go Girls. Which is so fun. So, I love Go Girls activities. <laughs> I yeah, it. I would do them all the time. So fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of myself, I think that people think that I'm a perpetual teenager and maybe that's true. I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I am a 16 year old sort of like trapped in a 30 something year old's body. And so I kind of feel like people don't necessarily always take me seriously. Mm-hmm. evidenced by like where I am in my career and my life and stuff. I don't see that. I don't see evidence for that. But I do kind of have this chip on my shoulder where I just feel like I am immature. And I think people just think I'm like a 14 year old kid. I feel yeah, Yeah. I, I, I get that too. Like I, I don't know if I've ever gotten to that point where I'm like, I am an adult now, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm no longer a kid. I'm no longer a teenager, but all those instances of me, like my 14-year-old self or my 16-year-old self, like I think they still exist within me as well as who I currently am now, right? But, it, you know, I have like little moments where I'm like, I'm buying pillows. This is very adult. <laughs> yeah. And then other moments where I'm talking to my mom and I'm like, I feel 13 right now. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's how I feel. I'm literally at that phase right now. I think that meme where it's like some you hear someone your age is getting married or they got pregnant and I'm like, oh my God, why? But then I realize that you can actually do that by choice at my age now. It's like quite normal. I have that with doctors. I'll be like, uh, this doctor's like my age. I probably shouldn't be taking her seriously. And then I'm like, oh wait, it's totally reasonable that a 37-year-old person would be a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or like, okay, so this might come out throughout the podcast. I don't know. I love reality TV. I am who I am. But <laughs> um, a lot of the contestants on these reality shows are younger than me now. And I'm mm. like, what's happening? I don't know what's going on. Oh my God. My mind was like blown when I heard that Lady Gaga is like five years younger than me. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? How mm-hmm. is that possible? Yeah. I also get weirded out now like speaking about that because I'm thinking about artists that I liked I still like and like I liked when I was younger and especially I'm sure we'll get into this at some point but like female artists were at the time where they were starting out in their career they were like 17 18 but overly sexualized Mm -hmm. and like looking at it now I'm like oh wow that's different I I didn't put that into consideration obviously when I was younger Mm -hmm. yeah a whole a whole uh, can of worms when you're realizing that you're an adult yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so what yeah. would uh, what would you guys say to your 12-year-old self? I think for me personally, and um, this is actually something that I'm kind of going through right now, and I've been refl- reflecting a lot on how this was approached when I was younger. And what I would say to my 12-year-old self is that it's okay to make mistakes. I think when I was younger, and I think I still do it now, is that I kind of think of a mistake as like a very colossal consequence. And oftentimes, because I was so scared of the perceived mistake, I would avoid the entire situation and like not do it at all. So I think what I would tell my 12-year-old self is that, you know, it's okay to make mistakes. Mistakes are part of the process. You learn so much from it. And the fact that you even got to the point of making a mistake means that you tried and that's better than not trying at all. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think for me, my 12-year-old self, like I was very much an observer. I wasn't a doer. I wasn't the person in the action doing the thing. I would just watch other people like do life, right? And Or like make the jokes and do the things. And I would just feel like, I'm going to just stand here in the corner and watch this happen, mm-hmm. right? So I think I would say to myself, like you exactly as you are, you are worthy. You are enough. And I would gently encourage myself to, you know, to, to try different things, to talk to some people just little by little to, you know, expand my bubble and feel a little bit more comfortable and be a doer instead of a watcher. Mm, like that. Yeah. I was kind of similar. I would also watch, I did put myself out there a bit more, but I was kind of the person who would like push other people forward and then kind of like ride on their coattails. So like I was always like very musical and I was in bands. I would never lead a band or write my own music, but I would always help other people with their music and play guitar for someone else's band or um, do stuff like that where I wouldn't ever take the lead. Um, I think I would tell myself that like anxiety and social situations are like social anxiety is normal because Mm -hmm. I was so hyper-focused on the fact that I wasn't like a schmoozy person who could go and talk to strangers and made friends super easily. And I thought that that made me so weird. And I really wasn't until like quite late into my adulthood that I was like, oh, you know what? Everybody is socially anxious. Doing social things creates anxiety. It is a hard thing to do. And if maybe I had realized that, I wouldn't have been so just like had this idea that I was just like a social weirdo for so long. But you were in a band. I would have thought you were the coolest person ever. Yeah, that's the thing. I had these, I had like two personalities going. One where I was like (laughs) shy and like everyone thinks I'm weird. But then also I had this side of me that was confident to do things like that. So yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, I always tread the line there. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, I would have been the person that would have been like, oh my gosh, people are going to watch me on stage. I'm just not even going to do it. Never mind. Yeah. I will say, okay. So I was in a band in high school And I thought it was super cool to wear a wife beater and a tie. And I had long, straight, brown hair. Wait. And this this was way before Avril Lavigne. Okay. I was going to say, are you secretly Avril Lavigne? No. Avril Lavigne stole my style. I don't know how it happened, but years before she started doing it, I did it. I swear someone came to our show and then was like, oh, that's a cool look, and then took it to her and then stole it. And then it was like, I couldn't do that anymore because I – Avril Lavigne like wasn't punk rock enough for me so I was like well now I have to take off my like signature tie and my wife beater which is a terrible term I shouldn't be using that my white tank top and I couldn't have my style anymore I was very bummed oh just um, a little aside Avril owes me mm-hmm. she does she definitely does what about you Vanessa what was your go-to 12 year old look my 
<laughs> my go-to four-year-old look. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I think I lived in cargo pants because that was like the thing. Or tearaways, which was I think right before. Oh my cargo gosh, pants. yes. It's like you know, you wear the shorts underneath for PE class, you just rip your tearaways off, you're good to go. Except for those kids who didn't, and then they regretted it when yes. another kid ripped oh them God. off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I used to wear I don't know if this was just my age group thing but I used to wear like the Aeropostal sweaters and like the um, American Eagle sweaters and then I would get my bangs and then I would clip them back with four pretty clips and every day mm-hmm. every single day and then when I wanted to get I think towards the end of like when I started to like end of 12 into 13 I started to play around with makeup a bit so it was definitely blending the blue eyeshadow with the green on the edge and it, yeah yeah it really blue cool. eyeshadow me too yeah mm-hmm. old <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we have this podcast ignite her podcast that we're going to be working on for the next while so we're going to have really cool women coming on talking about what they're up to and how mentorship has affected their lives. What do you guys have in terms of hopes and dreams for this podcast? I hope that I think I said it earlier that people come on and they feel inspired and mm-hmm. make little changes in their life or give it back to the community. Um, I just really want to create a sense of community within this little podcast to sort mm-hmm. of like expand the big sisters community beyond what we already have into the virtual digital world. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, get us caught up, you know, yeah. 2021. Let's get this podcast going. Let's have some amazing women on and let's grow this community so we can all feel like we've got each other's backs. We support each other. Um, we can break all those glass ceilings. Exactly. I just feel like women are an extraordinary force of nature. Like if you really think about the stuff that we do, the barriers that we face and still overcome and are resilient and are doing like really amazing things, it deserves to be honored. It deserves to be shared. And I think that this podcast will reach so many people too who might need that little bit of extra inspiration or relatability. And it's just going to have this like snowball effect of like really cool stuff going on. So Yeah, I think it's going to be so great. Um, In terms of the podcast, we're going to be doing episodes once a month. So please keep an eye out for our next podcast episode after this, which will be in a month's time. And if you want to keep up with cool content in between and get to know a little bit more about us and more about the podcast and the content that we're sharing, you can also check us out on Instagram at Ignite Her Podcast. And if you want to know more about the agency, you can check them out at bigsisters.bc.ca. Did I get that right? Was that right? <laughs> yes. Good job. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We are so excited to bring you guys more content. So keep an eye out for that. And we will connect with you again in a month's time. Bye. Take care.